Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation starts. Sit back and listen as we talk to the authors who take you to different places every time you turn those pages. If you enjoy what you hear, give us a like, share with a friend, reach out. We want to hear from you. Good evening, everybody. Happy Tuesday. I'm going to mess with my earbuds the entire time because they are falling out of my ears, but I'm excited to be here, excited to have Miss Annette Wintenberger here. Did I, say, did I say it right? I put letters in words sometimes. I like to make up my own language. I do. It's, it's good. We can call you whatever. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? I am good. <laughs> I am good. If I look crazy, it's because I have a migraine that decided to come, but I was not going to not, not, I was not going to not do this. Whatever. I had to be here. <laughs> yes, we do. We make up our own words and that's okay. It's totally okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I like to click on things and, and, and make all kinds of sounds over here as well, but then I'll stop. So... <laughs> I'm a disaster. I've got things hanging out of my ears, falling off, and then my glasses are all over the place. And uh, yeah, but let me give an uh, introduction so we can get this thing started. And I don't talk about how I'm a complete disaster the entire night because you guys are in for a treat. I've known Annette for, gosh, has it been a year? Has it? It's been close to a year. Yeah. It's been close to a year. Um, and it's been, um, it's been a wild ride, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been fun. It's been enlightening. It's been uplifting. But let's welcome Annette to the author's porch. Annette is a veteran. She's a retired Army Major who served 17 years. She not only served, but she had to juggle the world of being an active duty officer, a spouse to another active duty member, and a mother. Being split in three ways, I can tell you, is no small task to take on. But Annette, my dear friend, you put on those boots, that hat, and that crown, and you got the job done. After retirement, Annette went, into, went on to find her place in the world, talking about mental health and how it affects all of us, when she founded a wild ride called Life LLC and created the Truths We Hide podcast, which invites everyone to tell their story of redemption and resilience so we can share and heal together. Let me tell you, I've listened to quite a few of those podcasts. And they are truly amazing. And I love the space that you're creating for so many people. Annette also writes in multiple publications. Those are magazines, um, articles on multiple websites. Uh, she's a sought-after speaker in the mental health realm. And in a few months, which I'm quite excited about, I know you are too, she will also be debuting her first novel telling her life story of surviving the very thing that was meant to take her down but I am so blessed that it did not and that you are here with us today because I am better for knowing you and that. So with all that said, thank you for being here with us and, and bringing your light into this arena here on the author's porch. I appreciate it so much. It's kind of surreal that I get to be on this platform with you because I still can't believe that I'll have a book out next month. It's just, it's really weird. Um, it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's been a wild ride for sure. <laughs> so did you, 
ever think growing up or through your life, was it something you always wanted to be as an author or is it just something that you knew you needed to be out there? No, I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a famous singer and I already had like the, my CD cover what? picked out in my head. <laughs> so that was my goal and I knew what I wanted my cover to be. Um, but writing, you know, when I discovered how therapeutic it was five years ago, I just wanted a platform to use my voice. I never, you know, I thought about writing a book, but I was, I kept pushing it aside because I was terrified of it, of the things that I had to uncover because there was a lot of things that was on the surface that I could write about, but I really truly had to dig to put the feelings out. And that was hard. It was really hard for me. Um, so to be here now where I'm at is I already know that I'm, I'm going to cry tears of joy, of relief, of sadness, of all the things because of how, how far I've come. It's been, it's been huge for me. And you shared um, how your writing journey started in another podcast that I was doing where you started writing in a blog just as a way to kind of get your emotions out so you would no longer bottle them up. And you care to share a little bit about kind of that process of how you started writing to be able to use it as therapy? Yes, I, I wasn't ready to really discuss how I felt. So I, the only thing I knew then was WordPress. And um, I was relieved to, to find that I could have a secret account. And so I have um, about six or seven journal entries in there that will be revealed in the book that I had used to jot down my feelings of being in that in that dark depression that I was in. That was the only way that I knew how to let it out because otherwise I was, you know, going to use the other alternative that I've survived from and that's the suicidal um, attempts. And so writing really just, it saved my life. And writing in secret was another thing that I was just, that I needed to do. And so um, that really, that really saved me. Yeah, and what, what I find fantastic about you and true to your nature is um, you take care of people, you know, I mean, you, you were a commander and you took care of people while on active duty, you took care of your spouse, you took care of your children, and you continue to take care of people. So before you took the time to get your story out there, you created a space for other people to start their healing journey, which was your podcast. And through that, it allowed you to find the space to finally want to get your story out there and, and go through more healing for yourself. And how did you start coming along the lines of, I wanted to create a space for other people to heal? What was that process? Well, one of my, one of my faults, but one of my, my, um, what's the other word? The other word strengths is <laughs> that I do put people first. I feel like helping other people helps me. 
Um, but it was pointed out to me, well, how are you going to help others if you don't help yourself? So it was this juggling act that I had, I was becoming a pro at because I, I, you know, turning to other people, helping other people kind of made me not think about my own problems. So I was going through this self-healing journey at the same time I was trying to help other people. So it was, it was quite a difficult journey, but a, also a journey that I needed because it made me dig into myself. So as I'm listening to other people share their own stories, it made me reflect on mine, but it also made me see that we're, we all have a story to tell. We're all going through something. We just don't know how to say it. And, you know, I, I listen to people's stories and I'm like, oh my God, that is, I totally went through that. Thank you for saying that because I too have gone through that same shit. So it's, it's very, it's, it's like, it's therapeutic kind of, but also to share that we're not alone. And I think that was the biggest thing I knew. I think I really did know I wasn't alone, but when you're clouded with all those ne that negative energy, that's all you feel. It doesn't matter what people tell you. That is how your mindset is. You feel alone. You are alone. Nobody understands. So it's, you know, I think the podcast was one of the best things I've ever created, even though, you know, it's not like number one or I have a million followers. It's, it's not about that. It's really about whose life can I save today just by giving them a space to talk about all those things that they've been holding inside and same for me. I mean, I, I don't get on a lot of people's podcasts because I, I don't, I just don't like talking about myself. I think I just, I love to help people in other ways. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, I understand. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I do these things behind the scenes, but it's been, it's been so crazy. Like I could sit here and just keep telling you how crazy it is because I didn't think I was going to be here five years ago. And I can't believe it's been five years that I've been doing stuff like this and then meeting people like you. And it's like, Oh my God, there's so much more to do in this world and I can't stop. And I don't want to stop because I have people like you that keep me keep me going, keep showing me ways to use our words and to make a difference. And that's what I need. I need that. And I just, I don't know. I thank you for being a part of that. So. Well, I'm glad you're still here because I, I look up to you as this, this thought leader in, in the mental health realm, because I mean, I've shared with you my struggles um, with mental health and, you know, depression and anxiety and, and somebody who can be fully open and express that and, and let everyone know that it's okay to not be okay and, and share those views with the world is amazing because there are so many people that are hiding. They have a family that doesn't allow them to not be okay. They are in spaces or work or places in their life where they're not ready to let their guard down yet and just be free in their own skin so what you do makes a difference in people's lives more than you probably will ever feel 
in that space, we, we can't allow it to ever be vacant. Okay. So let me ask you this. What, you know, you went from, you know, writing secretly to, to help you get through some very hard moments in your life to working with other people to help them get their story out there to heal themselves. When did that pivotal moment happen for you to say, okay, I'm ready to tell my story? I think when I, when I launched the website, that's when it that's when it started because at that point it was like okay it's launched like it's in the in the world now and so i slowly started uncovering little things about my struggles um and you know that that's that's really when it started when i decided i wanted i want a blog and i want it on a website and i want i want it out there and it was terrifying so I just started in small pieces. It wasn't until just a few years ago uh, where I really started to dig and start sharing more about myself because, you know, um, as many of you know, I was in a car accident and I, I keep bringing that up because that's when it really hit me that um, I need, I'm, I was meant to be here. Um, in the book, you're going to see... Uh, some pictures you'll see well you'll see you'll you'll read the story about how we survived something we shouldn't have and how i finally to me i finally saw a sign from god that he's not done with me yet and i knew that i needed to stop feeling sorry for myself and continue on this journey that i started and i was going to go all in and i was done I was done sitting here crying about all the little things. Now, don't get me wrong. I still have my days, but I'm not at a point where I used to be, you know, where it was like it was over and I'm done with everything. I take my time. Uh, I have to set boundaries. I step away and then I come back. But that it, it is. I was like, okay, I hear you. I got it. I see the sign. I have scars to remind me that I, you know, I'm a survivor. So, you know, not everybody needs to go through that. But if you start, if you start seeing signs or start something, something's calling you to go in that direction, you know, it's probably, it's, it's a sign for you to go that way because he's trying to, he's trying to tell you something. And unfortunately that's not, I didn't see it until then. So, yeah. Yeah. He has an amazing way of getting your attention in one way or the other, you know. I mean, I, I'm glad that, you know, that that you got through that because like I said before, some amazing stuff is happening and you definitely have a place here. So let me ask you, uh you said it took you a couple of years. Um for your writing process, what uh, when you when you got down to actually writing your the manuscript, how how long did it take you to write the manuscript? So about oh my gosh, from from start to end, we are in May about ten months. Okay. Ten months because I had to do some research about a part of my life that I wasn't. I think that I blacked out, so yeah. I had to go and dig for it, and because I, I wanted to make sure I represented it accurately, not just from 
all from memory. I wanted like physical proof. So yeah. And with editing and going back and rereading the same chapter over and over and having emotional breakdown. Yeah. 10 months. <laughs> and did you just write or did you outline or did you just write it just free, free flow and then go back and look through to make sure it was in, in chronological order? I had the chapters already set, like the name of the chapters. And then I had to figure out what I was going to fill in into that chapter. Uh, timeline is so difficult because I go from, I go everywhere. In 2005, this happened, but then in 2010 happened and then somehow they intertwine. It's a hot mess. And so yeah. I think that's, well, thank God for an editor to tell me, this doesn't make sense. Can you <laughs> recap or can you, you know, get into more detail? So I tried to write in chronological order, um, but you know, the mind can only remember so many things until you go back and do it again. So, uh, you know, I, I tried my best to do it that way. Um, I don't think I ever paid attention in, in English class with outlines and in first paragraph and sub paragraph. I'm like, just writing all over the place. I just, yeah, I should have paid attention. So, but I think, you know, I had people tell me just write. Don't sit there and, and edit at the same time. Just write it all out. Go back and look at that stuff. And so I try to do that, but sometimes I'm a, I'm a perfectionist and I want to finish <laughs> chapter one right now. But yeah. I knew I couldn't just finish chapter one. I had to just stop, go to chapter two, then go to three. So it was, it was, it's been a learning experience for sure. Um, but I'm ready to start another book and another book. So it's, that's exciting. It, it, it's it's really exciting the things that I have in my head that I'm like, ooh, 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 ooh. So, uh, are yeah, they all, go ahead. Are they all going to be in the mental health realm? Do you, are you going to stay within that realm or are you going to venture into other realms like some of us that kind of just go, yeah, whatever? <laughs> I, the next two books I is going to stay within the mental health because I'm not finished. Like this, mm -hmm. this initial book is just like the beginning then I want to bring in, you know, chap the second book is going to, in my mind, it's going to dig into one of the chapters. So that's, that's what I want to do. So yes, mental health for now, until you talk me into doing something else. And I'll be like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Don't give me oh, I know I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have said that <laughs> before, you know, we're going to be writing about, I don't know, PG-13, our stuff. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> all of the above. Just all of yes. the above. <laughs> just say yes. <laughs> just come on. Let's just have some fun. Let's just laugh oh and all the above. Uh, oh, so, my God, yes. So you went with a publishing company, right? You got, you got published. Um, you want to talk about how that went down? Because a lot of us, we do self-publishing because um, it's hard to do queries and it's hard to really trust anybody when it comes to publishing deals, but you have a very unique publisher that you went with. Want to talk about your publisher and how that, how that all came about? Yeah, I, so I, you know, I, a lot of us, when we want to write a book, we want to go like New York times bestseller. We want all oh, these yeah. dreams. Well, I did, I had to do some research and learn and, and try to figure out, okay, do I want to do self-published? Do I want independent or do I want traditional publisher? Um, 
and for me, you know, traditional would have been awesome and, you know, money and da da da, but they owned your rights. I don't want anyone to own my rights. I've been, you know, the army, they own me for so many years. I'm like, nope, done. Yeah. I don't care how famous they can make me or whatever the case is. They can't, nobody can guarantee you fame anyway. So, um, tradition or so independent publisher, I like, I wanted, so I decided, let me, let me try to get an independent publisher. I was trying to do some research. It did get overwhelming. I have a, I had a friend, um, who said, Hey, I know this guy who owns a publishing company. Why don't you talk to him and try it out? Well, I, st it wasn't, there was no favors. I had to still submit a proposal which was, you know, minimum of 10 pages of a couple samples of my, of my chapters and then a prologue and all this stuff. And so that was nerve wracking because, you know, I kept rereading it. Is it good enough? Am I grabbing their attention? Just all these things that it's like, you know, you pitch yourself for anything yeah. else. So I had to submit it and I waited a grueling, I don't know, almost two months to get an answer. And so I finally, I got an answer and I was accepted, which was very surprising to me because of course I had people tell me, you know, don't be, um, don't get sad if it's a no, because not many people get yeses the first chance. So I was really surprised that he um, accepted me as a, you know, accepted me into the, into the publish into, as a writer, I can't talk. And, um, you know, I had to go from there in, in, of course, you know, I had to, there's a contract involved and all kinds of legal things. So I, I, I wanted to be, I wanted to be careful of course, because at that point I was so excited. I would have signed anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I didn't, you know, I still had a, I hired a lawyer. I had him look over the contract and I wanted to make sure that all my emotions were like, just sign it, just sign it. I had to just make sure that all the terms and conditions were what I wanted because I want to, I want to be in Barnes and Noble. I want to be in Amazon. I want to be in all these things. And I want to be in, you know, in, in APHES and all these things. So I, there's so many things that I want, um, but I had to like calm down from being on cloud nine to make sure that they were all reasonable. And so tactical 16 publishing is owned by, um, co-owned by Chris Schaefer. He is a retired army vet and I, you know, I looked into his work and I did the research and people really loved him. So I said, okay, you know, I asked some advice from another, uh, publisher and she's our editor and she's like, this sounds great. You should go with him. And so I went with him Excellent. and it's been a very, um, good experience. Communication's good. Uh, you know, he's, he's been working with me and, and, you know, I think it's all about being comfortable with the person, you know, making sure that you're getting the answers that you need and, um, the things that you want reasonably. And so that was a long winded question, uh, answer, but yes. Um, no, it's great information because a just... lot of a lot of authors will just they get very excited about oh somebody wants to publish my work and they don't understand what they're getting into yeah. and then they they and I'm in these author groups and they send all these questions you know and bless them because I feel my heart goes out to them because 
I just sit there and I, I close my eyes and I'm going, oh, they did not read the they did not read the contract. I just know they did not read the contract. And somebody will ask me, well, did you read the contract? <laughs> yeah. And then the answer comes. And then somebody will tell them, well, that was this type of publishing. You, These are the things that come with this type of. Mm -hmm. And so what you're explaining is what every author needs to understand. There are so many different type of publishing out there. Um, me, I'm I never even thought of submitting my work to any type of publisher. One, because I don't like rejection. And if they told me my work wasn't good enough, I would probably never write again. So I'm like, oh no, I'll write whatever I want. That's hard, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're braver than me. I'm like, I'm writing whatever I want. Nobody can tell me no because I'm going to take anything I write. I'm good. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's it, that was very good advice, what you said, because. They, a lot of indie authors do not pay attention to that stuff. I've even worked with a couple and helped them get out of their contracts. Luckily, there were clauses that they were able to cancel their contracts. The only thing they lost was their cover and their ISBN, but I helped them create a cover and I helped them understand how to get their own ISBN or get a free one from Amazon. So, and but they're not reading into those those very intricate details about who maintains the rights to what, but you did that. And I love that you did that and that you just gave that that very detailed answer because nobody else is doing And I feel for them. I mean, there there are people doing it. So let me, let me rephrase that. There are people doing it, but the yeah. vast majority of indie authors are just very excited to finally get their work out there because finally somebody right. gets to read what they created. And it's, yeah. you know, it's very important as a creative person, the one thing everyone knows is any creative person ever known to man, mental health and the creatives are best friends, right? Because <laughs> it affects our mental health so much because a lot of us are very emotional in some way or shape or form. So I love that you know, mental health and, and being creative at the same time just kind of goes hand in hand. Um, so thank you for, yeah, be long-winded, Lord knows I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I just, it was very exciting and I did just want to sign it, but I, yeah, you're, you're right. You know, it, it, all the, you have to get the emotions aside and go, okay, wait, what am I signing? And I read that contract like three or four times and, and, um, you know, invested the money in hiring a, a lawyer to, to look at that because you know what, at the end of the day, it's your, that's your information and you don't want anyone to change it, you know? And I think that, and that's what I didn't want. I didn't want anyone to own my, this is my story, my words, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want, I don't want anyone to restrict me from sharing it. So you just have to, you have to set the emotions aside and, and you have to dig into it and be careful. I think just like with anything else, renting a house or, or buying a car, this the book thing is, it's your information out into the world. And, and with writing, a lot of people don't look at it as a business. They think they're just writing a book. But when you become an author, that is your business. Mm -hmm. Your business is authoring and you have to look at it as a business. You have to become business mind frame ish 
I say ish because if I'm not having fun and I'm only all business, I'm not right anymore. Right. But I have to understand the business side of it so that I can protect my fun, so that I can protect my intellectual property. Um, yes. And I think that all authors as a whole, if we were to get that business mind frame, wouldn't Rob be so proud of this right now? Talking about right. being a business mind frame. <laughs> <laughs> But if you if you think of it as a business and you and you pay attention to those very clear cut guidelines so that you can grow your business, I mean, there's there's some very, you know, well sought after indie authors out there. Russell Notzi, we I talk about him every time I'm ever talking about anything. I talk about him because from the very first moment of my author career, I followed, I think, everything that's come out of that man's mouth. And I've read all of his creative books, complete creative and listen to his podcast so that I could build my career because I saw somebody that I wanted to emulate and I and I took that business mind frame and I understood from an author standpoint and then I went into these business things like Rob's group and that that's where we met and I started building that business foundation to the level that I could tolerate um, that square grid and still be creative so yeah. yeah. So, I love that you did that. And thank Thanks. you for sharing. Yes. <laughs> I just want, people need to know. <laughs> yeah, very much. So let me ask you this. Um, so this is your first book and you, ha you have plans for more. But when it comes to writing or even the mental health realm or creating your own business, because you've done that or being a spouse or a mom, whichever you want to pick. If you had one piece of advice that would be the most important piece of advice on life in general, or you can narrow it down to one of those niches, whichever you choose, what would that advice be? You need to go with your passion. You know, there's so many, we could do so many things, but for the wrong reasons. And when it comes to writing or being a mom or whatever you're going to do, you have to love it. You know, I think life is too short. Everybody says that, but you don't want to be stuck in something that just drains you, that just sucks the life out of you, that you dread to do. You cannot be a writer and hate it. I'm just saying I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it and, and dread it. Um, so I think with anything, now is the time to do what sets your soul on fire. Really, you have to be passionate about whatever you do. You can't do it for the money. You can't do it to be famous. You can't do it to get gain followers. You have to really dig and and figure out why am I really doing this? Because for me, I want to leave a legacy for my kids. So, and that's why I do what I do. When you said you have to do what set your soul on fire, like that gave me chills. Like that made me want to just go run a marathon and I barely walk on my treadmill. <laughs> Like for real, <laughs> like that got me. I was like, yeah, that's your soul on fire. Like that, that was deep like that. Yeah. That's true. That's very true because I have found that I will fizzle out when my heart, my soul is not in it. But when my heart and my soul is in it, like I can literally, I'm a short story girl. We all know that I don't do novels or I haven't yet. I can write a short story in a day. Now, obviously, you got to go back and fix things, but <laughs> the, the whole, yeah, when my, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I there's just, a difference between just being exhausted for the day or just, just not having it in you anymore. 
you know, yeah. and once you just don't have it in you anymore and you don't want to half-ass anything, um, walk away and come back. And if you still don't, it's not there, then move on to something else because this is the time I think where people need to hear us, you know, they're, they're listening, they're watching, they're reading, and we need to provide value for those that aren't ready to speak up. And so that's, I mean, that's, that's why I do it. And for my kids, of course, cause I need them to know that it's okay. Yeah. People have to stop faking it till you make it. Stop half-assing it and stop just pushing through. Yeah. We gotta yeah. stand up. We gotta live out loud. You were such a soul on fire. Yes. From Net Wittenberger right there. So <laughs> I know there's been some people in your life that have been your champions. And if you could give them a shout out, and I know there's probably more than you could probably ever remember right here on the spot. But if there were a few that were really those ones that were people that you could never in a million years ever even think to pay back, where were the key ones that, that were there when when you needed them the most that you want to give a shout out to? Oh, God. You know, God and my family, because they've seen me when I was the craziest bitch, ugly, road rage, angry. They've seen it all, and then they've seen me now. Um, they put up with me and they've allowed me to tell our story. So they have to be the first ones. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and there's Chris McPhee is the one who introduced me to tactical 16. So without him, you know, I wouldn't have that publishing company. Um, Brunella, the military editor agency, she, she did the, the draft edits of my prologue. She's the one who said, go for it, submit it and accept it. And so, you know, they're the ones who got me in it, but you know, there are, there's so many other people that have saved my life and they're in the book. So, um, you know, but without all that, this would have never even happened. So, and then of course you and your daily posts of how many books you've written. And I'm like, gosh, darn it. <laughs> I need to sit my ass down and start writing and you know I'll, I'll turn on a song and I can write 800 words in a day it, it all you know it all depends on the drive but it is your your motivation and 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 you're one of the reasons why I want to I want to write more because I know I can do it so um oh man it's gonna be an emotional day girl I'm telling you right now um I'm gonna be bawling my eyes out because I just can't believe I'm here <laughs> You know, speaking of Chris McPhee, I'm glad that you said his name because I watched a video of his. I'm your camera guy. You guys go out and look for him on YouTube because I was wearing those bulky headphones and I love my headphones, right? Because my voice sounded good and suave and those, but I'm learning how to level up and look like a star on my videos now. So um, watch his videos. They're really good. I bought me the headphones that he suggested because these ones are falling out of my ear, obviously, because I've been playing with them the whole time. I already had the microphone though. I was like, hey girl, hey. <laughs> yeah, like that. this microphone that I have was the first one that I actually had bought when I first started doing podcasting. Didn't even know that it was a good one. Yay. I was like, check Chris McPhee. Yes. So go find I Am Your Camera Guy on YouTube and all the social media sites because he's out there killing it in the things. And I actually watched his video. Um, he was out in Portland when all the riots and everything was going on yes. and they had closed down. That, that guy is something else. Um, you've got some amazing people in your corner. Um, and I know that those tears that you're shedding are going to be, you know, 
those tears of absolute just shedding away any doubt, any anything that of any sadness because it's going to be this pure joy moment of finally, you know, standing firmly in your in your yourself glory and saying, I am here. I have arrived. <laughs> you know, where am I going now? How do you like me now? All of the above, <laughs> you know? So let me let me ask you um the next question. What do you what's your what other projects do you have coming up um after the book? Oh man, do I reveal it? Um <laughs> Other than the lovely journal that I should be getting very oh soon, because God. I am so excited. So Annette has these fantastical, curated, pure leather products with her Wild Ride Called Life logo on them, and they're amazing. I got me a journal, and it's on the way, and I'm only going to write, like, the really special stuff in it, because it's too cool for school to just be writing nonsense doodles, I'm just saying. <laughs> We appreciate Donald and I are just like, how do we celebrate this? How do we celebrate this? It, it's a huge collaboration. I'm so honored that he's making this stuff for me. And it all started off with, I want you to make me a custom bag. And ever since then, he's like, how about this? How about this? I'm like, okay. So I'm, I'm truly grateful. I don't even have a journal cover yet. So, um, <laughs> You're the first one to ever own it. So congratulations. You'll be getting something in the mail. Um. That's that shopping bug I have. I was like, I have to have it. I have to have it. You know, it took me everything not to get the purse. And I'm going to tell you the only reason I didn't get the purse. Okay, so I don't know if you've ever watched Sons of Anarchy. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, my God. Me and my husband binge watched it when we were in Germany. So Gemma is the mom, and she used to carry this leather purse. And I used to always say, I got to have a Gemma purse. I need a Gemma purse, a Gemma purse. So what you have created is a Gemma purse, which is a badass woman purse, right? Oh, my God. And I wanted that purse. I told my husband, I said, this is a Gemma purse. This is a Gemma purse. Like, seriously, a badass woman purse. Like, you walk with that purse and some heels, and the whole world is going like this. <laughs> And I was going to get it. <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, you don't even go outside anymore. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> so, so I got a journal. <laughs> I'm dying. You don't even go outside. So no, like, what you going to get the purse? But it's true. I don't go outside anymore. So I couldn't get the purse. I got the journal. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You, you are representing us in any way. And I love it. So it's exciting. Um, no. Okay. So there are, I, there's, I, I, I want to do so much. I want to do so much right now. Like I want to do a movie. I want to do a music video. I, I, there's so much. So just you guys stay tuned because I'm, I'm working on some shit that in the background that I'm like, so just send positive vibes. I know God will let it happen if it's meant to be, but I, I do. I'm, I'm on fire. I'm I'm not stopping. There's so much I want to do. <laughs> Don't stop because I'll be over here lifting you up with my prayers every single day. I do my devotions in the morning and at night. And I will make sure that every single day I am saying, Lord, if it is meant for Miss Annette, make sure that it happens because Thank you. she's doing the dang on thing. <laughs> so <laughs> before we head um, out for the night, a couple of things. Where can everyone find you? And then I'm going to hammer floor over to you for any parting words you have for anybody out 
Oh, so you can find me at a wildridecalllife.com and from there it'll direct you anywhere else. But I am on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, all the things. So, but yes, go to that website. Oh, and do you have any party words um, to leave us for tonight? I'm so excited for your book, for everything that you do. You know, I've been fangirling for a while. So, I mean, that's just, that's just a, you know. <laughs> I have made it. I have made it. If I've got my first fangirl, I adore you more than you know. And I, I really am. I'm, I'm so humbled. I still can't believe I'm here. So this is just unreal for me. Um, but, I, you know, I just, for those of you that are contemplating, you know, getting your story out there, you have, you know, CJ and I to, to help you go, um, you can do this. And so I don't ever want you to stop. Uh, going after what you want but like I said before you have to do what sets your soul on fire that's just the most important thing in life right now um, there's no there's no room for half-assing stuff or staying in this safe place break some barriers create some boundaries and stand tall and go after it you know and it's gonna be scary it's gonna be hard you're gonna cry you're gonna laugh but it's gonna be worth it so absolutely Great words, great words. Again, thank you so much for coming on, Annette. It's always a pleasure to have a, a moment of your time. I know you're super busy, so to take the time to come onto the porch and spread some knowledge to all the authors out there trying to make it, trying to tell you their story or a story that the characters have come to them so that they can narrate onto a page in the fiction um, is a great honor for us to have someone like you come and, and give us that knowledge from the publishing standpoint as well. I'm excited for the journey that you're on and the amazing things that you're going to create. We watch everything that you do. We're in the background. We're the cheerleaders. We're the fan club. Number one fan. I will start a fan club. Don't get me started. Um, so keep us keep us abreast of when the book comes out. We want to make sure we get it on our page and get everybody over to uh, your website to purchase a copy. You guys go over to a Wild Ride Called Life website. Also go check out Truths We Hide podcast on all of the podcast uh, platforms, you'll be able to find them. Um, we also sponsored the season two of, of the Truths We Hide podcast because we believe that mental health and being an author go hand in hand. It does take a toll on your mental health as an author. And we wanna make sure that all of you go over and listen to those stories because you are not alone and you have a place in this world. But we're going to end it tonight and know that we're going to be back here Thursday night for the Bombshell Book Review. We'll be reading The Shipping Heiress. It is the 1st of May, so it's a new book. Go over and check out the link at the event. You can buy the book, read along with us. Me and Nicole will be over here reading and laughing and having a good time. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> All right, Matt, we're going to see you later. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. And we'll see you on Thursday. Bye, Matt. Bye. Bye.